6 a.m. on the West Coast. It is 9 a.m. on the East Coast. 2 p.m. in London. 7.30 in Mumbai, India. It's... Where did that come from? It's 11 o'clock in Kyoto, Japan. I'm sorry, I'm figuring stuff out, okay? It's my first time here. No, I'm kidding. It's not my first time here. 11 o'clock in Kyoto, Japan. And in Malaysia, it's 1953. Uh, I'm Jay Sheldon, and for some reason, I'm not wearing pants. Okay, I think I, I think I figured out the audio problem, so that'll make things a little better. Welcome in. Hello. Hi, everybody on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch.tv, and Rumble.com. We are a live simulcast on all four platforms across the world, and we're also a podcast. So if you are listening to the podcast, it's obviously not live. It's an audio portion of our live video show that happens Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays. This, of course, is Saturday night. And uh, thank you for spending a portion of that with me. Thank you, by the way, for all the subscribes, the downloads on our podcast. We're doing really, really well. Our numbers are going up and really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, all right. It is time, followed by a very special guest, for our usual little girl update. Miko Update. Yeah, it's time for Miko Update. Uh, sadly, not all good news tonight because Miko, as you know, she's had this stomach problem and she's at it again. It started about three days ago and she hasn't been eating. She's been liquid out of both ends and uh, not, not actually doing so great. Uh, she hasn't eaten. She has had a lot of water, so at least she's getting water. And she ate a bite of something earlier this morning. But in general, here we go again. <laughs> if nothing else, this little lady has been, uh, has been an adventure. Uh, so most of the time, she looks just like this. Uh, yeah, this is, what, uh, this is what, what Miko looks like these days. She's, yeah, I know. It's an adorable shot. But, uh, yeah, she is, uh, she's not doing so hot. In fact, she's hanging out downstairs right now and just kind of chilling and not a whole lot of energy. But, um, but she's, she'll be okay. She'll be fine. All right. And that, by the way, I've got my Life is Better with a Shiba Inu shirt on tonight. Because that is the first thing we're going to talk about. And we want to welcome in a very special guest to the program. And this lady is known as Yiching Ma. Ni hao! I don't know if you're muted or not. Hello. Hey, there you are. Yes, we got you. We got you. Hi. All right. Hi, everybody. Hello. Happy yes, New Year. <laughs> okay, first of all, I would like to thank Jay for inviting me over to no this, this show. <laughs> it's a very happy thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great, great to have you. you. And, uh, and uh, just, just so, so, so people, people are aware, uh, Yi Ching is a member. Uh, are, you, are you at some presidential level of the Shiba Inu Club in Malaysia? 
actually I'm just uh, helping out. Ah, okay. okay, not really uh, a president, uh, not 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 yet. Okay. But they they actually give me a nickname of a vice president. Oh. <laughs> but actually I'm just I'm just a member who is actually helping out in the uh, KL area. Okay. Uh, taking taking care of the KL members. Great. We, yeah, we, we have we, we have branches in in Penang, right. in JB, yeah, and also in KL. So how, I'm more. How, on how many members total? Do you know? Well, I think a few hundred. I was gonna say, yeah, some are, yeah, a few hundred. Some are active and some are not so active. Right. Some some, some, some people, people don't realize just how many Shiba Inus there are in Malaysia. <laughs> There's a lot of us. It's getting more. Yeah, yeah it's getting more. Which is great. Which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and as, as it, it says, says right, right below your name there, uh, uh, Ching is Nico's mom. You've seen Nico on our show before because we played you the video when when Nico and Miko had a play date. So uh, yeah, Nico's been on the show before. Um, so we, we originally had an event scheduled for tomorrow. Sadly, because of worries about COVID and all, that event was canceled uh, and it was gonna be at Dessa Park City. Uh, yeah. And we're going to do some photos and have a bit of a little Shiba Inu parade. There was a lot of people signed up, as I recall. Um, yeah. Yeah. So sadly, and probably the smarter thing to do is they decided to not have that kind of a gathering. However, the, the focus behind what we were doing, which would have been tomorrow, was to raise money for an amazingly good cause. And we didn't want to give up the idea of raising money, even if we couldn't have our Shiba Inu parade and our photo sessions and stuff like that. So uh, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the details of, of what's happening with that. Okay, uh, this is actually a Chinese New Year charity event. Initially, right, uh, we intended to have it in two sessions. The first one is just direct donation to the dog shelters that we have already selected. And the other part is actually uh, we will experience right we have this experience of uh, doing charity together with our dog with our shiba inu but tomorrow we are going to cancel that part because of the uh, pandemic so we will just focus on the charity on the donation so in, in fact this uh, dog shelter that we have selected right is called lucky dogs home mm. okay it's located in the bukit uh bukit broga semenye Okay, somewhere quite near, quite near to KL, about uh, 40 to 50 kilometers away. And this uh, dog shelter has been around for more than 30 years. Wow. Okay, it's more than 30 years. And they are now having more than 100 dogs. And, and they are still res rescuing uh, almost, I think, very frequently they have rescues of the new dogs. Okay, so what happened is that uh, after we understand more about their situation, right, we realized that this dog shelter... They, uh, they don't really do a lot of uh, fundraising events and activities. Okay, what they do, right, they only um, ask for help whenever they need uh, the public to help to pay for the medical bills and the vet bills. Mm. Okay, so I noticed that in this way, right, they need actually a lot of effort, okay, to, uh, to find people to support them in terms of the medical side. In fact, uh, there are already some supporters who are uh, actually uh, donating uh, dog food Okay, and then there are some volunteers, right? Almost every weekend, the volunteers will just go there and wash uh, the dog shelter and, um, and shower the dog and play with the dog. It's actually very, very good. But just that they still need some money for the ongoing uh, vet bill. So I actually uh, got to know that uh, all this, well, how they do it, right? 
they will send their rescue or their dog to a sick or the dog that need a vaccination or need to do the spaying operation or a neuter operation. They just send to this uh, vet called Clinic Mayo in Subang Jaya. Mm. So the doctors there are very good. They just allow them to stand in first. So after they have done all the treatment and all this, then they will actually issue the medical bill. Then only the shelter will go out and look for people to help to pay for the vet bill. Right. So I'm very, in around, uh, very familiar yeah. with the Mayo Clinic. That's where uh, Miko goes. So yeah, those those guys there are really good. They're great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Subang Jaya, I think I think it's near your house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's close, okay. but yeah, that's that's where we take yeah. Miko. So, yeah, good yeah. He, I, I've spoken to the to the vet, right? And mm. I found that they really, very, 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 they have a big heart and they help a lot. So what happened is that we thought, hey, why not, right? Instead of just donating the uh, dog food, right? We can also raise some money, okay, to actually help in the medical bill. Because uh, recently I saw them, they have also rescued a pregnant uh, 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 female dog and then and some puppies. <laughs> And then once they rescue, right, there are seven more mouths to feed. Oh, and then the puppies, <laughs> because they give birth, and then the, the puppies all came in, they need to do vaccination, like what each of them vaccination, sure. right? Each month, one vaccination. So it's actually a lot of money. So we're thinking, right, yeah, we, yeah, this is what we can do, okay? Uh, no matter how small the amount, right, it still helps. Mm. So we're thinking, so we want to just uh, raise some of the awareness Okay, of course, one time help is not enough. But at least we know there is such dog shelter around, and then there are ways that we can help them. And they also have their uh, uh their Facebook page that they actually keep updating about the situation there, what needs they have. So after this whole event, right, because our event will actually end on the fifteenth of February. Mm -hmm. It's just a very short period of time until uh after we finish this um Chinese New Year. Right. Uh, so I think after this, right, we can still continue. To actually uh, see what we can to lend them a hand. Uh. I think this is a small little thing that I think each one of us can do. Yeah, and, yeah, and I thank you so much for having uh, having me here to share with you about this. Yeah, uh, this hope, small little hopefully, hopefully people, people will uh, will open their hearts and open their wallets a little bit. And and again, any amount really. It could be five ringgit. It could be five thousand ringgit. Whatever amount you yeah. can afford, everything helps. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it just, hopefully people will understand the need and it is, it's going to an, a remarkable cause, uh, this great shelter that does wonderful work and, uh, to help them help our fur friends out there. And, uh, so, uh, Yiching, how do people donate? What do they do? I know there's a QR code and there's a Google doc. Which, which I actually, I, yeah. by the way, in, in our show notes tonight, down below in the description, in our show notes, you'll see a link to a post that I made on my Facebook page, which in the comments, you'll see the QR code and the link to the Google Doc. But but how does that work? Tell, tell people how it works. Okay. In fact, right, the link and the, and the QR code, they're the same thing. Ah, Just, okay. uh, because in the poster, right? they are not able to click on the link. Mm. So the QR code will actually make them easier to access to the Google form. In fact, it's just a simple form whereby you can just write your name, your contact, and the amount that you're going to donate. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's what's uh, the last col uh, column. You can specify the donor's name. You can donate on behalf of anybody's name. Oh, like I also okay. donate on behalf of Miko, my, my, my Shiba Inu. Sure. I saw Miko also donated. Right. So some would donate on behalf of their, uh, the, the, using their name of their children. 
because they have might have collected some ang pao money right. during this Chinese New Year. So any names that you want us to publish, right? You put at the donor's name, mm. okay? But make sure that you put your contact number and your 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 the the, the your contact your name lah. And also there is a bank a uh, bank account number written on the form. After okay. you uh, transfer the money, right? Please um send us WhatsApp us ah, or send in the uh the bank in slip. So that we can actually have a proof of you already back in and then easier for us to actually verify. Just that okay. simple. All right. Yeah. So that's just, just like, like paying an electric bill or anything else. You just uh, click on the form, fill it in. Uh, it's all secure. And then once you've done the donation, made the transfer, the the account details are there on the on the form. Uh, then just send along. There's a there's a WhatsApp number listed also. Yes, yes. Okay. That's my number. <laughs> this, <laughs> okay. I'm the person who's helping okay, okay. to organize and coordinate. I'm the coordinator. Ah, okay, yeah. great. All right. And, and so, so hopefully, hopefully this will continue. continue. People, People will open, open up their, their wallets, wallets and their hearts and, uh, and uh, give a little bit. And like I said, any amount really, truly. Don't be embarrassed that you've only got five bucks or ten bucks or fifty bucks or a hundred. Any amount, it all, all adds up. And every penny of it goes. Yi Ching's not making any money, and it's taken up a lot of her time. Uh, but but uh, we're all just doing our best to try and uh, raise the money that will uh, go directly to help the shelter and our fur friends. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you uh, so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I will continue to remind people. And you said through the 15th, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Through the all right. 15th. I'll keep you updated. So we will go to the short dog shelter and we will also take some video and mm. update your you guys there. Great. Okay? Great. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Yiching Ma, Nico's mom, has been our guest tonight. And thank you so much for that. Appreciate it. Thanks, Yiching. All right. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Anmore says, Happy Chinese New Year and Happy Saturday. And Justin Lim says, Hi! <laughs> Hello, Anwar, and hello, Justin Lim. Good to have you along for the ride. And uh, wow, thank you so much to uh, to Yi Ching for uh, for stopping by and uh, taking part in the uh, in the show tonight. Um, please do uh, check out again. If you look at our show notes, our that's the description down below. You'll see the first link is our Mika merchandise, but the next link down is a Facebook page that. I put up there and it, it's probably just like the most direct link uh, to get you into where you can find out more about uh, how to donate. And that QR code is there. You can scan that with your phone. We're all used to doing that these days. And uh, also, of course, you can, um, you can uh, go to the link directly to the Google doc. And that is there. Please do that. If you wouldn't mind any amount at all is appreciated. Just take you a few minutes to do it. And just like that, you've done a remarkable job of helping out our fur friends in need. In fact, let me just show you that. This is my page where you'll see the poster with an explanation in both uh, Chinese and in English about what it's all about. And then over here, for example, this is the, uh, this is the QR code. Wait, let me get the back to that. There we go. This is the QR code over here. And if you want, right there is the link that'll take you directly to the uh, to the Google Doc form. And please do um, help out if you can. Appreciate it. All right, we have a show full of good news tonight. I, seriously, weird news, albeit, but mostly good news. 
Uh, I don't know. For some reason, as I was lining up the show tonight, I thought, you know, this is almost entirely all about, like, good stuff. So, uh, for some reason, uh, we wound up with a bunch of good stuff, which is all right. Let's uh, let's jump right into it here. This is from thevibes.com. Links in the show notes. And you... If you're if you're in Malaysia, I'm sure you've already seen this because it went kind of viral, and it was on all the different websites. We just wanted to give a tip of the hat to thevibes.com. Uh, reptilian presence forces diversion of Air Asia flight. Uh, yeah, it really was snakes on a plane. Take a look. This is like a translucent lighted panel, and that is what was being seen through the panel by passengers on the plane when it was in the sky, moving very slowly behind the translucent panel of a ceiling light on the interior of an Air Asia plane that was headed from Kuala Lumpur to Tawau. And yeah, the captain <laughs> of the plane made the decision to avert uh, any untoward incident to the passengers and crew. And uh, the reptile was seen moving slowly behind the translucent panel of ceiling light. And the video of the snake has gone pretty much viral on uh, on social media. Let me just play this here. Let me mute it down. But it, this is actually the video. You, if you watch, it's moving very slowly. But you'll see it actually moves, this thing. It's not just some rubber snake or something. This actually was a snake on the plane. Check that out. How weird is that? Apparently, it's not the first time. And uh, let's see, the uh, chief safety officer, Captain Leong Tian Ling, said it happened earlier and passengers and crew were not at risk. Uh, as soon as the captain was made aware, he made the decision to divert the aircraft to Kuching as a precautionary measure and then fumigate the aircraft. It says, this is a very rare incident which can occur on any aircraft from time to time. <laughs> I think I'd like to know how rare. Oh my God, seriously. It says at no time was there any safety, any risk to the crew or the guests. Um, according to Flight Radar 24, the AK-5748 flight left KLIA at 940, headed towards the South China Sea, and not sure when the diversion took place, but it made a turn around 1024 and landed in Kuching uh, in at uh, 1117 a.m. So check that out. That's that's a snake on a plane, my friends. <laughs> Welcome to Malaysia. We got snakes. In fact, we've got some big snakes here. We have, uh, are they pythons or boa constrictors? Or are they kind of the same thing? I, Darren would know if he were here. But uh, I think they're, they're boas, aren't they? Or pythons. Maybe pythons. Anyway, they're horrible. And they get really big here. I guess because there's a lot of rats to feed on or something. But no, seriously, they 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 get like several meters long and this big. They're huge. All right. I promised you good news, and I got such a heartwarming video. There are some superheroes that deserve such an amazing 
round of applause. And uh, we've got a whole bunch of these kind of stories tonight because if you don't know about our show, we don't do a whole lot of controversial stuff, occasionally one or two things. But for the most part, we just get together for an hour or so. Uh, we talk about the weird, wacky, fun, strange, inspiring things I find on the Internet. May not be for you. That's fine. Doesn't have to be. But if you just want a place to take a break for about an hour and hang out and chill with me, that's fine. But take a look at this. This is amazing. It happened in where, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in South America. But take a look. This fellow, his apartment is on fire. This old man. You can see he's sitting up there on the balcony. Smoke billowing out. And these folks are trying to figure out how to... There, take a look at that. So they climb up the side of the building. They try and get him to come over. But he just... Obviously, he's scared to death. So then they wind up with a couple of other guys coming up. Look at the smoke. It's just I'm sorry, if you're listening to our podcast, go please do check out the video because this rescue is unbelievable. So they get two guys up there. Now here's a third coming up to help. Again, the video kind of shakes and moves around a bit. That is the full video I'm showing you here. So here we go. They've got the guy. They're passing him. Oh, man, look at that. He is just barely holding on there as the middle guy transfers him from where the fire is and the smoke across to the safer balcony on the other side. And boom, they get him in. Man, look at that. I got goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> this, that's uh, Ryan. Niga Higa. <laughs> Anyway, that is absolutely incredible. These guys went above and beyond, put their own lives at risk uh, to save that old man who obviously would have had an impossible time and wasn't able to do anything other than perhaps jump or succumb to smoke inhalation. That was absolutely amazing what these guys did. Absolutely incredible. All right. You want to feel old? I got something for you that'll make you feel old, I promise, if you're old enough. If you're old enough, this will make you feel really old. Do you remember the Teletubbies? Of course. Who doesn't know that? Okay. Probably if you're under 30 or 25, you might not have ever heard of the Teletubbies. But any anybody older than that, you'll know right away what I mean when I say the Teletubbies. Well, you remember the sun in the Teletubbies? There was a sun that had a face in it. Here, take a look at this. This is the Teletubbies face, which was the sun. The Teletubbies sun baby, this is a little baby, now has her own baby. How old does that make you feel? Yeah, this uh, mom here is the original Teletubbies baby, and she now has... Her own baby. Unbelievable. I, uh, I I have to say, I never watched the Teletubbies, but I was around during the Teletubbies era, so. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What else we got tonight? We, got, we have a coffee break. That's what we need. Mm. By the way, I forgot to plug it in our opening. This is our Miko mug. It's got our show logo on the front. It's got Miko on the back. We got mouse pads, ball caps, t-shirts, hoodies, 
stickers, notepads. Click on that first link in our description below in the show notes, and uh, it'll get you to our merchandise page. Because Miko is featured in all of it, it's called Miko Merch. So there you go, and check it out. <laughs> all right, we got more good news, more heartwarming stories. Now, look at this. It's from the good folks at World of Buzz. A tip of the hat to World of Buzz, because those guys do some amazing work over there. Finding the strange and sometimes unusual stories. This one, another heartwarming one. Malaysian boy, he is seven years old. And what are seven-year-olds doing these days? They're on their phones, they're on their games, they're on Xbox, they're playing with videos, they're watching, making TikToks or whatever. Not this kid. Mm -mm. This seven-year-old Malaysian boy spends his free time cultivating kangkongs which is a, a very inexpensive vegetable that we have here in Malaysia. It's used in a lot of dishes. It's just a basic, it's like, uh, I can't describe what it tastes like, but uh, it's just a leafy green vegetable that you fry up or you boil up, or you cook, you add it into things. But anyway, he grows it and he distributes it to his neighbors and he does it because he wants to. Check it out. He's growing the stuff. He's cutting it up, harvesting it, and distributing it. There he is in that last shot over, distributing it to his neighbors. Fantastic. Most seven-year-olds would rather spend their school holiday making TikToks and playing video games, says the article from World of Buzz. Link is in our show notes. But one little boy in Slim River, Perak, decided to try something different. Mohammed Afik Aran Rossman decided to spend his week-long Chinese New Year holiday by taking care of his Kangkong garden, which he planted in front of his house over a year ago when he was six, a six-year-old. Take a look at this. How cool is that? Well, due to his diligence in cultivating, watering the plants, they have grown into a very fertile and lively bush. Uh, hot weather caused me to have to water them seven times a day. Dang. Uh... During the holiday, my sister and I stayed home because we were worried that the COVID-19 outbreak was still not over. So he spent a lot of time in his garden. And boy, did it pay off. He managed to collect 30 kgs of kangkong from his front yard. He cleaned it before distributing most of it to his nearby neighbors. To get rid of boredom, it's better to spend time gardening. And the results, this is a seven-year-old? He's got more intelligence than I know of some adults. The results can not only be eaten, but you can also distribute it to your neighbors. He started planting uh, the plants in his backyard as well. And at this rate, his family probably never have to buy vegetables again. But congratulations and wow. That is, that is so inspirational. Absolutely amazing. Mohammed Afik Arafan Arafan? Aryan Rossman. I'm trying to get your name right. I'm sorry if I butchered it. But that is just such a cool, cool story. We had to share that with you. Congratulations on uh, an amazing accomplishment. Well, not to be outdone, <laughs> this is an amazing letter that uh, the folks at Sarcasm Society posted. It's a true letter. It was actually photographed. Uh, the mom photographed it and posted it. Uh, if you want, check them out. They're on Facebook. The link is in our show notes, which is a description down below here. 
and on the podcast also. But take a look at this. He writes a note, folds it over, and writes on the outside, Dear Mom, do not open to I get on the bus. Amand? It looks like A-H-M-A-R-D. Amard. Now here's what the note said. Man, it's going to get you right in the feels. Dear Mom, you gave me and Jakia ice cream money. But I am giving mine back to help you pay a bill. I don't need ice cream. There'll be another time for that. I love you, Amard. Oh, man. Did I tell you? It just gets you right in the feels. Look at that. Unbelievable. To those people who say that we have lost the youth, not necessarily. Not necessarily, my friends. All right, we got one more to share, and then we're going to get on with our book. We're doing Tom Sawyer. We'll have that for you coming up uh, in just a bit, right after we check this out. But you got to <laughs> be prepared, all right? If you're watching my show, uh, this is purely visual. Again, podcast listeners, please, I can't encourage you enough. Even if you don't watch the whole show, I don't care. Just go to the link in our show notes. It's like the last link before buy my book. And check this video out. If you can watch this without blinking, even more than once, my hat is off to you. Okay? Now, here's what you got to do. Watch the video. Watch, don't watch me. Watch the video. Stare right at this video. And I'm going to guess you're going to do what I did. Take a look at this. Did you? Did you jump? I watched this every time. Every time I I jump back and blink my eyes. It's impossible not to. I'm just letting it cycle through and play again and again. So you know it's coming. But even when you know it's coming, you still jump back and blink. That is so well edited. It's, okay, funny because he spills the coffee all over himself. But... Here it comes. Ready? Boom. (laughs) Oh, man. Unbelievable. When I I was watching that, I was watching it on my phone. So I'm looking like this on my phone, and I'm like, (laughs) it's incredible. Unbelievable. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, let Let me do a quick shift here. All right, it's time. Uh, We thank the Gutenberg Project. Gutenberg.org is where you will find our our books. We have done all kinds of classic books from our very first show, uh, 177 shows ago. uh, We did them, uh, and we've done The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, We did Christmas Carol leading up into the Christmas holiday season. And now we are doing uh, Tom Sawyer. And we've been racing through the uh, adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. And 
we read a chapter every night until we get through to the end. And then we move on to another book. So we'll do that now. Uh, we always start off, especially with this book, with this reminder that it was written in 1876. Some of the words in this book were appropriate in 1876. Today, they are very much considered vulgar. For example, the N-word is used in this book because in 1876, that was a word they used. We are reading what's written on the page the way Mark Twain originally wrote it. We're not censoring ourselves because we are reading the actual book that Mark Twain wrote. If that sort of thing offends you, you can find something else to do for the next 20 minutes or so. But just so you've been warned. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Why do we have to do this thing these days? Anyway, all right, we're on chapter 17 of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. But there was no hilarity in the little town that same tranquil Saturday afternoon. The Harpers and Aunt Polly's family were being put into mourning with great grief and many tears. An unusual quiet possessed the village, although it was ordinarily quiet enough in all conscience. The villagers conducted their concern with an absent air and talked little, but they sighed often. The Saturday holiday seemed a burden to the children. They had no heart in their sports and gradually gave up. In the afternoon, Becky Thatcher found herself mopping about the deserted schoolyard and feeling very melancholy, but she found nothing there to comfort her. She soliloquized. Oh, if I only had a brass and iron knob again, but I haven't got anything now to remember him by. And she choked back a little sob. Presently she stopped and said to herself, It was right there. Oh, if it was to do over again, I would say that. I, I wouldn't say it for the whole world, but he's gone now. I'll never, never, never see him anymore. This thought broke her down, and she wandered away with tears rolling down her cheeks. And then a quiet group of boys and girls, playmates of Tom's and Joe's, came by and stood looking over the paling fence and taking in reverent tones of how did Tom did so-and-so the last time they saw him, how Joe said this and that small trifle pregnant with awful prophecy, as they could easily see now. And each speaker pointed out the exact spot where the lost lad stood at the time. And then added something like, And I was a-standin' just so, just as I am now, and as if you was him. I was as close as that, just as I am now. And he just smiled just this way. And then something seemed to go all over me, like awful, you know. And I never thought what it meant, of course, but... I can see now. Then there was a dispute about who saw the dead boys last in life. And many claimed that dismal distinction and offered evidences more or less tampered with by the witness. And when it was ultimately decided who did see the last departed and exchanged the last words with them, the lucky parties took upon themselves a sort of 
sacred importance and were gaps and envied by all the rest. One poor chap who had no other grandeur to offer said with tolerably manifest pride in the remembrance, Well, Tom Sawyer, he licked me once. But that bid for glory was a failure. Most of the boys could say that, and so that cheapened the distinction too much. The group loitered away, still recalling memories of the lost heroes in awed voices. When the Sunday school hour was finished the next morning, the bell began to toll instead of ringing in the usual way. It was a very still Sabbath, and the mournful sound seemed in keeping with the mushing hush that lay upon by nature. The villagers began to gather, loitering a moment in the vestibule to converse in whispers about the sad event. But there was no whispering in the house, only the funeral rustlers, rustles of dresses as the women gathered to their seats disturbed the silence there. None could remember when the little church had been so full before. There was finally a waiting pause, an expectant dumbness, and then Aunt Polly entered followed by Sid and Mary, and they by the Harper family, all in deep black, and the whole congregation, the old minister as well, rose reverently and stood until the mourners were seated in the front pew. There was another communing silence, broken at intervals by muffled sobs, and then the minister spread his hands abroad and prayed. A moving hymn was sung, and the text followed, I am the resurrection and the life. As the service proceeded, the clergyman drew such pictures of the graces, the winning ways, and rare promise of the lost lads that every soul there, thinking he recognized these pictures, felt a pang in remembering that he had persistently blinded himself to them always before and had as persistently seen only faults and flaws in the poor boys. The minister related many a touching innocent in the lives of the departed, too, which illustrated their sweet, generous natures, and the people could easily see now how noble and beautiful those episodes were, remembered with grief that at the time they occurred they'd seem rank rascalities, well-deserving of the cowhide. The congregation became more and more moved as the pathetic tale went on, till at last the whole company broke down and joined the weeping mourners in a chorus of anguished sobs, the preacher himself giving away to his feelings and crying in the pulpit. There was a rustle in the gallery which nobody noticed. A moment later, the church door creaked. The minister raised his streaming eyes above his handkerchief and stood transfixed. First one, then another pair of eyes followed the ministers. And then, almost with one impulse, the congregation rose and stared while the three dead boys came marching the aisle. Tom in the lead, Joe next, and Huck, a ruin of drooping rags sneaking sheeplessly in the rear. 
They had been hid in the unused gallery, listening to their own funeral sermon. Aunt Polly, Mary, and the Harpers drew themselves upon their restored ones, smothered them with kisses, and poured out thanksgivings, while poor Huck stood abashed and uncomfortable, not knowing exactly what to do or where to hide from so many unwelcoming eyes. He wavered, started to slink away, but Tom seized him and said, Aunt Polly, it ain't fair. Someone's got to be glad to see Huck. And so they shall, and I'm glad to see him, poor motherless thing. And the loving attentions of Aunt Polly lavished upon him were the one thing capable of making him more uncomfortable than he was before. Suddenly, the minister shouted at the top of his voice, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Sing and put your hearts in it. And they did. Old hundreds swelled up with a trumpet burst, and while it shook the rafters, Tom Sawyer and the pirate looked around upon the envying juveniles around him and confessed in his heart that this was the proudest moment of his life. As the sold congregation trooped out, they said they would almost be willing to make ridiculous again to hear old hundreds sung like that once more. Tom got more cuffs and kisses that day, according to Aunt Polly's various moods, than he had earned before in a year, and he hardly knew which expressed the most gratefulness to God and affection for himself. <laughs> That's chapter 17 of Mark Twain's The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. We'll do chapter 18 coming up again on Monday night. All right, my friends, thanks so much for popping along. Hey, please do not forget uh, the donation uh, drive for the animal shelter uh, to pay their veterinary bills, which are considerable. Great group of folks who've been around for many years helping out all of our fur friends, taking in all the uh, lost and dogs that, uh, that need, uh, need assistance, need help. And again, if you check out the second link in our show notes tonight, that is a link to a Facebook post that I made on my personal page, but it's also got all the details in the comments on the side where you can click through to the Google Doc. And as Yi Ching was mentioning in the start of the show, you can help to donate any amount whatsoever. There is no amount too small or too big that you can uh, can give, and I, I really encourage you to do that because it's a great cause. All the money goes completely to the uh, shelter and the vet for uh, taking care of the medical bills for the dogs. So thank you for doing that. Do check out the link and uh, contribute what you can. One ringgit, five ringgit, 5,000 ringgit, whatever it might be. Every, every little amount helps. I'll see you again on Monday night. Until then, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Snort. <laughs> <laughs>